come join me for a Molly moment. Life is messy, unpredictable, yet exciting to see where your life will take you. Take a moment to become aware of Christ's presence in you, living out through you in your daily life. The more we acknowledge, accept, and live his love through all that we do, the louder his voice is in our hearts and minds. The louder and clearer his voice is, the stronger we hold on to Jesus. Hello and welcome to Molly Moments. Today's blog is Stop, Drop, and Roll. Several Sundays ago, I was in the church nursery when the power went out. I had two toddlers playing on the floor close by and two sitting on my lap. Normally, we keep the top half of the door open, but the two sitting on my lap were not really happy that mommy had left them. So I was rocking and calming them down. When the lights went out, there was a split second of silence. Then the whimpers and the small cries began. My eyes hadn't adjusted yet, and I couldn't see a thing. I was afraid that if I got up, I would step on one of the two that were playing on the floor. In a calm and soothing voice, I told them repeatedly that it was okay and don't move, just sit still. I slowly got up and generally, gingerly walked over to the door uh, to let some natural light in. By the time I got to the door, the power flicked back on. I had four sets of wide eyes staring at me. I continued to talk soothingly until they were all rest assured that it was going to be okay. Soon they went back to playing and the two in my arms now wanted down to go play. In their eyes, they were safe and sound and could return to playing. As a child, it was drilled into us for good reason that if there was a fire and for somehow we caught on fire to stop, drop and roll. Oddly, the phrase comes to mind in any potential dangerous situations. When the lights went out, everything and everyone stopped. I stopped rocking and the kids stopped playing and crying. There are a few seconds of complete stillness. My mind was running through the different scenarios on the best way to handle the situation. I needed to stay calm. I needed to come up with a plan to keep the kids safe as possible. I had to stop, put everything else aside and focus on the situation in front of me. My drop was that the kids needed to stay still and not move. I knew I needed to move to get to the source of light. Yet to get there, I could not see where my little people were to avoid stepping on or hurting them. Joy came to life when the lights came back on. You could see the relief all around us. I rolled by confirming everyone was okay and that no one was hurt. I reassured their hearts and minds that it was all okay and now they could go back to playing. Our moment of darkness had ended. A more intense version of my stop, drop, and roll occurred a few years ago when my brother and I were in a car accident. My brother and I walked away with only aches and pains. His car, not so much. Anyway, the ironic part of all of this is that we were actually out car shopping when we got in a car accident. I mentioned before that I do not like car shopping. My brother likes the research and finding the best deals. God love his precious little heart. He stepped up and helped me out. At the time, I had recently sold two vehicles and wanted to purchase a newer one for my main vehicle. I told my brother what I was looking for and how much I had. He worked his magic and came up with a list of car dealers to go visit. We were between our third and fourth visit when the accident happened. We were slowing down for a stoplight three car lengths ahead of us. 
The van behind us did not slow down at all. He rammed into us. We hit the car in front of us. And as we bounced back, the van hit us again and sent us into a spin into the opposite lane. As we were spinning into the opposite lane, my brother yelled, hold on. I shouted back to what? (laughs) Once the car stopped moving and we got out of the car, a sense of panic started to wash over me. My glasses had flung off my face during the accident and were in the back seat. As I was searching for my glasses, my brother got out and was looking around to see what was left of his car. Once I found my glasses, my panic started to intensify. I also realized that my normal, calm, easygoing brother was panicking. I realized that one of us needed to be calm and somewhat level-headed, so I stopped. I took several deep breaths, took a lap around the car, and assessed what our next step needed to be. I already heard the sirens in the background and knew someone had already made that call. Looking at the car, I knew we needed somebody to come pick us up because that car was not going anywhere. Luckily, my sister was only 15 minutes away and came to pick us up. In the meantime, we gave our statements, we were checked out by an EMT, and I started to gather items out of my brother's car that he would need to take home because his car was not going home with us. While we were waiting for my sister, an overwhelming urge to see and hug my kids was my next priority. They were hanging out at my brother's house while we were car shopping. As I banged through the house, I dropped all the anxieties as I gathered all three up in my arms. I heard muffled voices asking what was going on. Now that I saw and hugged each of my kids, I could breathe a little easier. The panic continued to dissipate as we talked about what happened and how God protected our family from another tragedy. My brother and I took a few minutes to compose ourselves, come up with a new plan, and we borrowed my sister's car, so brave of her, as we rolled out to visit two more dealers. Deuteronomy 3020 gives us a much better version of stop, drop, and roll. Love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land. He swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Love, listen, hold on to Jesus. He is my life. Did you catch those three things? Love, listen, hold on to Jesus. The condition of our heart releases the kind of love we give Jesus and to others. Is your heart centered on self-desires or the desires that Jesus has given to you for an abundant life? When you stop, who or what do you listen to? Are you listening to the world around you or God's ever-present whisper into your heart and mind? Who are you holding on to? Yourself? Are you planning on saving yourself? Are you holding on to someone else thinking that they will save you? Or are you holding on to Jesus? the ultimate strength and provider of all. If you made a list of priorities, what would be number one? That is who or what you are living for. That is your life. Where is Jesus on the priority list? Is Jesus your life the most important above all else? Hmm, that's kind of a hard one to answer. I know what I want the answer to be, but is it really the honest answer? 
What would your life be like if instead of stop, drop, and roll being drilled into your survival skills, you had love, listen, hold on to Jesus as a mantra during your quote unquote fires? The more we acknowledge, accept, and live his love, Jesus is compassionate, gracious, merciful, joyous, humble, and so much more. Don't you want to live to be more like that? The more you love, listen, and hold on to Jesus, the more you realize he is the only life you want. My friends, having Christ in our hearts and mind is not some far-fetched, unrealistic hoopla. All you have to do is ask, and he's there. That fast, just like that. Love, listen, hold on to Jesus. Put it on a post-it, write it on your mirror, make it your screensaver or your lock screen. Post it anywhere and everywhere that you would think that you would see it the most. Let it grab a hold of you so that your first reaction would be love, listen, and hold on to Jesus. Thanks for sharing a moment with me. We are in this together, loving, listening, and holding on to him. Thanks for sharing a moment with me. We are in this together in Him.